for all my friends, Nico Ivanov. Let's go. Here we are. I was just telling you before we started recording, I have two favorite kinds of podcast episodes. The episodes where I know fucking every single detail about the person and I've followed the career forever, or we're meeting in real time through good people and I get to learn these stories in person, brand new, fresh. And this is the latter, and I am so hyped. Let's go. I'm so hyped as well. Yeah. And speaking of good people, shout out to Fish uh, for introing us. Uh, love that guy. I and need to start like a counter on the podcast of how many times it starts with shout out to Fish for introing us. I'm sure he's got a high count at yeah. this point in life. Like, dude knows everybody. And such a genuine connector. I love people like that. I love like just the like, you can instantly vibe check and be like, yo, you guys should know each other. That's surprising you don't. Yeah. And then just like that. He is that guy. He is. Great friend, instant connector. Love you, Fish. <laughs> Truly love you. And then we also bonded a little bit because you had just linked with Sam Morrison, or maybe you guys have been longtime homies. Yeah, that's my brother right there. Love yeah. Sam. And then the episode came out when we were already scheduling ours, and you're like, dude, no way. That's when I knew that we were, like, I already knew, but yeah. then it was like double yeah. confirmation where yeah. it was like, oh, I'm about to go on this podcast, don't know exactly when, saw Sam boom done gotta go done yeah lock it in that's so rad and yeah. it's also on my side i honestly had just kind of learned a little bit about chad tepper pretty i'd heard the name but i hadn't like done the homework mm. and then we had an artist of ours on his show at the roxy let's go so ryan labrata opened and i was like oh my god this is sick so it's like very full world, full circle world yeah. moment here. All interconnected. Yeah. What, so. a, what Did you go to the show? Yeah, it was great. Let's go. It was sick. Were you there? Of course. Oh, I like those moments of where course. we like meet afterwards. We're, we're in like the in place. the same room, but yeah. like didn't cross paths. But yeah, of course I was there. That's great. Iconic moment. That was really cool. Thanks. So for this podcast, I'm curious, like in the fact that I blindly trust Fish with anything, and if he says good people are good <laughs> people, we're done. But I'm curious of your story because you manage an artist that I can see is clearly killing it and doing something really cool. And you have a way about yourself, just the way you communicate. I feel like this genuine air and excitement and passion for what you do. So I'm kind of just at this spot where I'm like, dude, I want to hear about this. Like, where did this come from? Did you always know it was going to be music? Like, maybe take me back to your early days. Like, was this always it? Where did it click for you? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, appreciate you. The vibes are reciprocated. I love Chad. It's been incredible working with him so far and even kind of throwing it back to crossing paths with Chad or even before crossing paths with Chad. Uh, did I always know it was going to be music? No, not always. Um, I knew it was going to be music when I was 19, though. So I'm mm. 30. So it's okay. been it's been quite oh, a while. We're like exact same age then. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so 19 years old. I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah. I just started, you know, at, at the University of New Mexico studying business and marketing. And I'm like, oh, I'm trying to kind of figure it out. Like, what do I actually want to do with this? I studied marketing because... I love talking and I'm like, well, marketing is kind of like macro level communication. So that's kind of uh, a good way to put it. I never thought about yeah, that. That, that was right. like always the way I'm like, I'm just talking to people about something I'm passionate about, whatever it may be. Hopefully you're passionate about it. I, uh, funny enough, I got dragged to see the Justin Bieber movie and I'm kind of outing myself right now because back then it wasn't like cool right. to yes. be a Bieber fan. Yeah. This is like teeny bopper. Yes. Biebs yeah. at the time. So I go, I get dragged to this movie, group of people, 
life has changed. I walk out of this movie and I'm like, yo, never say never. I'm fired up. Like I can do anything. Like, and I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be a singer now. Yeah. No, my initial thought walking out of it was like, I watched this in the film. Like I watched this kid, like who I didn't really know much about sell out Madison Square Garden in like minutes. And in my mind, I'm like, who's behind this? Uh, like, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. Boom. Like, in comes like me starting to study and get infatuated with the idea of making something like this happen. Yeah. Scooter, I haven't seen the, it. Scooter, is he yeah, in it? Scooter, yeah. you know, you got Ryan Good, like all these team members. Then I'm yeah. like, it's, it's a whole village of people making this happen. Mm-hmm. Well, my whole thing with people is that anytime I see greatness, I'm like, thank you. That's permission. You just unlocked me. Like, you're great. And I'm not threatened by that. I'm like, if you could do it, I can do it. Yes. Because we're all human beings. Dude. So whether you got a big house, whatever it may be, whatever it is for that person. Yeah. You know, some people are really enamored by material. Some people are enamored by like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that person's career, whatever it may be, whatever it is that makes you tick and gets yeah. you excited. Yeah. It's another human being who did that. Dude. So I watched the movie. I'm like, these are human beings. They did that. I just got permission. I'm unlocked. I'm 19. But I don't really, I still don't know where to go. I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's so beautiful though. Like you kind of got me fucked up. We're what, seven minutes into this? And I'm like, oh my God, this man's <laughs> a wizard. Like, let's go. What a crazy way to like, like seeing somebody else does it unlocks that and it gives you permission. And you're so right. Cause I'm always like, there's plenty of room for everyone to succeed. Yeah. But what a beautiful way to look at it. If like, instead of taking that energy and being threatened, if somebody's like killing it, it's like, no, dude, that's permission. That's why not you then? It's why clearly not, yeah. possible. Why not you? Why not? This person has the biggest podcast in the world. Why can't you? Right. This per whatever it is, fill in the blank. Someone has already blazed the path and is literally doing it. Yeah. We're human beings. So we're pretty much at 99% or close to like biologically, genetically yeah. the same. Yeah. So it has again, to be somewhat mental then. You got other factors. Of course. Have you read the Russ book? The Russ book? Yeah, Russ wrote a book. No. I, I'm just, it's like sometimes like the last book I read is okay. like fresh on my mind. Okay. I think he, it's, I think it's called Get Out of Your Head or It's All in Your Head. And it was like a short book and it's like so beautiful. And it's also like talking about, I got to check it out. That. Yeah, yeah. I'm anyway, a huge I reader. Wanna, I love yeah, reading. I love I'm, reading. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like, didn't expect it. He's not heavy on my radar. Yeah. But it was like a it, very, I think. You like, that you I like, feel yeah. that like it's that kind of energy. So anyway, so, you're 19. So I'm 19. It's possible. It's possible exactly. But I'm like, well, what do, what do I want to do? For whatever reason, this fire of dance gets mm -hmm. ignited. I'm an, I'm a ex athlete, played baseball and football in high school. I'm going to college just for academics. I'm not doing anything athletic in a team setting. So then I'm like, well, what if I like started dancing? Because like in the movie, there's like background dancers, they're killing it. And I'm like, well, that would be cool. So I start pursuing that. And through my pursuit of that, I, I get in with a dance company or a, a crew and we're doing like hip hop and all these different things and kind of doing things around the city. Then Sparks, well, I have the It's Possible. I'm doing the dance thing, kind of starting getting more and more integrated in the arts and things like that. And then long story short, I discovered an artist uh, who was a 15-year-old uh, hip-hop act. His name is Gatto. Shout out Gatto. I still work with him today, yeah. uh, 11 That's years sick. later. That's my brother. So 
I'm 19, he's 15. We cross paths, make a really long story short. Obviously, we cross paths. We start, we start doing stuff. Well, I was working at the bowling alley at the time. And I'm like, yo, there's the, the two main hip hop radio DJs would come in. So I started hooking them up with the free lanes and the free shoes and just like schmoozing them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To try and like get guidance. Yeah. Because again, Albuquerque, like I don't have anyone guiding me. Now I'm a music manager, self-proclaimed 19-year-old music manager. I saw the Justin Bieber movie. I can do it. Yeah. Cool. I'm doing mad research, by the way. Yeah. But I'm like, relationship. Yo, but check me out what you just said there again. You you were saying some things that are so powerful to me that like I sometimes some, a guest will say something. Yeah. And I'm like, we have to talk about the fact what you just said there. That is a thing that I, giving people permission and understanding that you don't really like go to school and then graduate and say you're officially a music manager now. Anybody that's a music manager basically has a day where one day they're not. And then the next day they say, I'm going to manage artists. Yeah. That is a self-proclaimed thing. 100%. As far as how much you educate yourself and how much you take it seriously and how good you are, completely on you. And there's tons of ways to learn that. But like planting your flag in the ground at any point, you can give yourself permission. So like you did that. You were just like, this. Uh, this is gotta. me. I'm 19. I'm a music manager. You know how crazy I sounded? That's insane. Probably to all the people, all my friends. Yeah. Or people I would just meet like, oh yeah, I'm in, I go to UNM, but like I also manage music artists. Did you get like pushback or like people oh, all the time? On it? People yeah, were like, yeah. okay, whatever that means. And right. then it was like, all right, we gonna find out. Yeah. And so just started connecting the dots, trying to build relationship. I didn't hook the DJs up with the lanes to get something other than a little bit of favor to build a relationship yeah and to, to pick their Being brains able to talk to exactly yeah, not yeah. like hey will you get me on the radio because i put you right, on right on lane yeah. eight. like <laughs> no obviously yeah. not i hooked you up but, with 10 uh, bucks what's up bud yeah like yeah. what's well, you remember me boss like, yeah <laughs> here's the mixtape dap him up you yeah. remember me lane eight yeah, yeah. Put, here's the mixtape you know holiday bowl <laughs> but i i did develop the relationship to where it was like hey I'm not asking you to put me on a on the radio, but that would be tight. But you understood you. It was knowledge. You were I, just, it was just an, a natural place where you could talk to them. And where learn. where do I go? Yeah. What do I yeah. do? Yeah. And so they started kind of introducing me to some people. Hey, you should you should. I'm not going to warm intro you, but this is you need to go here. Yeah. You need to go there. Long story short, we found ourselves getting on, uh, you know, opening for some pretty notable acts. So. You know, Albuquerque, we're not a major market by any means, but it's a great pit stop between Dallas and Phoenix. Yeah. So yeah. you still get, you know, the the Kendrick Lamars, the J. Coles of the world, especially, you know, this is a while ago. This is like right when Good Kid Mad City's dropping. So we did open for that. We opened for Mac Miller, the Macadelic Tour, Rest in Peace Mac. Wow. That was our first big show. And that's when I first realized I'm not crazy. I can actually do this. Like we're backstage at the Mac Miller show, about to do it. He's 16 now. I'm still 19, and we're doing this. Wow. Names on the flyer. Wow. And, you know, just kind of shaking and moving, building, 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 graduate college, and was like, I'm going straight to L.A. Gatto stayed, you know, while I came out here to lay some ground roots and try and figure it out. And, um, yeah, ended up actually – pivoting out of music for a little bit. I always worked with Gatto. Yeah. But in terms of, 
I got a job at Paramount Pictures for marketing. So I yeah. started working in film. Whoa. But that's that kind of has to happen sometimes yeah. because that is a struggle of manager that isn't the same as other industry jobs. Because if you work at a label, you're still getting a check when you're doing the A&R research or the very base entry, social media, whatever. Mm -hmm. As a manager, if you're kind of relying on your artist's success and come up and income, in the beginning, you have to fund yourself. That's, Unless you work at a company. I guess you could be like an assistant, yeah. like a, a, an artist manager assistant. Like, well, for me, it was like one, you know, I come from very humble beginnings with, you know, I have a single mom, like yeah. from Albuquerque, not yeah. a lot of money there. Like, you know, so funding it was never an option. And, you know, getting a job, like working for a label or something like that, that didn't happen either. Right. So it's like, this is, again, that, that self, like it's a passion project really. Like I'm doing this for with making no money for years because i just loved it yeah yeah and to me it was like it became bigger than like oh i'm trying to be a big music manager like the relationship the brotherhood the experiences that i had with gato and still have and it's like at the end of the day you see someone with so much talent that you believe in and you're like i'll do anything to help you and unlock you like let's do it i'm like here to serve other people yeah. Like, that's my yeah. biggest thing is, like, I just feel like human beings, yeah, like, go for your dreams and goals and aspirations with all you have and make the money and do all those things. It's beautiful. Yeah. But are you helping other people? Right. And for me, it was like, yeah, I am. Yeah. I am helping other people. Yeah. No matter what. So I get the job at Paramount. And then I'm like, this ain't my forever. Yep. Worked there for years. It was beautiful. Still have great relationships. Uh, with my team to this day but I left yep. I just was like you know what I yeah, didn't even well, have a backup I just knew yeah, I needed you, to go you knew you were a manager at that point yeah like you were learning I'm sure and you're meeting great people and probably doing cool stuff but every day you're there you're not able to be the full manager you are yeah, yeah. every day you're there you're not here right you know yeah saying? yeah so, yeah yeah man I I ended up leaving and a really great friend of mine, his name is Andre Jenkins. He actually works at United Masters now. Great a cool. and but a great dude. Yeah. Shout out, Andre. Shout out. Um, he he actually asked me to come on and be Mick Jenkins' assistant tour manager. Mm -hmm. So we did the Piece of a Man tour, and that was my first tour. Wow. So we tour, you know, we do all of the U.S., Canada, gone for like eight weeks, whatever. Then I'm doing just one-offs with Mick. When I'm in New York for a show, I meet this dude on social media, actually. And now he's my business partner. We started an agency together. And so we run outside of what I do with, with Chad, but this is how I got to Chad. We started this agency and we do basically anything in the digital space from content creation, music videos. We could run your socials. We could do whatever. No way. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so you found a unique lane, a unique advantage, something that you could really own. Absolutely. And then it was, but it was different from Paramount because it was like, this is a job. This is something that one, I, I'm building, I have ownership in. So that's great. But it's also teaching me to become a better manager because we're working with music artists. So I'm seeing high level managers and how they function and how they go. So it's like, you are who you surround yourself with. Fact. And those conversations that you're absorbing. So I'm like, oh, I'm kind of like in Harvard for music management yeah. just because I'm doing the, the social marketing or a music video for these established signed artists and I'm learning. 
And then one day I get a call from a buddy of mine who's from New Mexico. He's a producer. He produced for a bunch of people, but he really helped launch Lil Xan. Uh-huh. And was like a big part of that team. What a special time that was. Yeah, That's like when Lyrical Lemonade was like fucking yeah. mind-blowing. Like it was just like something so different. And this whole scene of hip-hop was so special. It, yeah, it was definitely quite a time. I think that was like, in my head, I think of that as like 2016-ish. Does that sound right? I mean, probably for, for him, yeah. And then I got maybe 17. Maybe 17. Yeah, 16, 17. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, don't SoundCloud was so fun, dude. Oh it was, man, yeah, it was a it was a fun moment. That was good. It's definitely no matter somebody's opinion on it, that's a moment. Oh, and, um, for sure. And so his name is Kim Folk John, mm. dude that I I've known for a long time. We're from the same home state. It's very oh. rare to meet a fellow New Mexican, yeah, in LA or really anywhere. Yeah. So he hits me and he's like, "Yo, I need to get a video done for Diego. Can you do it?" I'm Diego, like, Lil Xan, Lil Xan. Yeah, yeah. My bad. So he's like, I need to get a video done for Lil Xan. Can you do it? I'm like, yeah, sure. But it was like on a tight timeline. Yeah. It was like two days. I'm like, bro, a, a sick full music video, two days. Let's ride. I'm not going to say no. Yeah. So we get it done. Well, on set, Diego and I really link. We we click. It's the energy's great. We just would hang out and just yeah. kick it. And then one day he put me in a group chat with somebody and was like, hey, this is my day-to-day manager, Nico. So then I was like, I call him. I'm like, day-to-day manager. He's like, well, yeah, that's like, let's do it. And I'm like, well, you kind of just did it, you know? And Talk about planting a flag in the ground. Yeah. (laughs) And so I was just be kicking it at his house, like working on my agency stuff on my computer, like doing whatever with him. And he ended up getting like a live stream TV show. And one of the guests, lo and behold, on this live stream TV show, Chad Tepper. Wow. And so that kind of brings it all full circle. That's the real story. I meet Chad when I'm working with and for Diego Lozan. And Chad showed me some music. And I'm like, dude, this is really good. Yeah. Like, this is amazing. And he's like, oh, you messing with me? Like, a lot of people, you know, kind of doubt and hate on me and this and that. And I'm like, no, bro, like, this is really good. So we had a handshake deal right there. He was like, do you want to... um you want to manage me? I'll give you three months. Yeah. And he yeah. was like, I was like, all right, let's do it. You know, I'm like, no pressure. I'm yeah. in a no pressure situation because I'm working with Diego. I've got my thing. Yeah. This dude's super dope. Our energy. We just, I just knew this guy's a good guy, man. Yeah. He's got such a big heart. Yeah. Then I put the music, plus he's a hard worker. I'm like, let's see what can happen. Well, that handshake deal of three months, it's been three years, you know, wow. and we've been really in the trenches together. And really, it comes down to, dude, like, I love that guy. He's my brother. Yeah. But we have a great business, yang and yang. Yeah. And we trust each other. Yeah. Like, when he, what he wants to do, when he comes to, like, creative and a lot of his marketing stuff, I mean, he's built his socials up so well. Mm. I'm like, I trust you. Yeah. And then when it comes to a lot of business decisions or even, like, my feedback of what song should come, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. he just trusts me. I've never met uh, Diego or Lil Xan in person either, but I've yeah. actually heard similar things of like internet version of who you think he might be is not like he's like very chill, very kind. Like, isn't that just 2022 though? Isn't and, it? Like, the internet in general is like there's such a perception around people. Right. 
good or bad. And I think it's brilliant for the people like Lil Xan or even Chad to a degree, but you see it where people will be these really exaggerated characters on the internet. And I think it's the most brilliant marketing in the world. Like people don't have an attention span to like learn every favorite hobby and all these things. So like when you're just this bright character that's like so noticeable and so much that thing, I think it's the best quick marketing. And then it's like some people just instantly think, oh, that's you through and through forever. And it's like, maybe they're brilliant for making something yeah, so instantly recognizable. There is definitely a level of genius to that for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I will say with Chad, he is who he is. Yeah. Like he's authentic. When you meet him, like he's got a huge personality, soaks up the room because I mean, what you see on socials is like, dude, dude's down. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, he's down to to have a, a great time. And, you know, he he doesn't necessarily do the stunts anymore because he's really, really focused on the music. Um but don't put it past him. There's okay, yeah, I'm like, yo, okay. You're like, yeah, 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 reel it back, reel it back. Let's go. There's gotta... some funny stories when we first started working together. He calls me, he's like, uh, I'm going to have Guinness Will, uh, the Guinness Book of Records, the World Records dude, come over to my house. I'm going to set like as many records as I can today. And I'm like, cool. What are they? <laughs> Instantly, I have anxiety. Yeah. And every one, I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I'm going to put as many cigarettes out on my tongue as possible. I'm like, you're a singer. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. That's the thing you use to sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so we ended up checking that down. But mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun. There's never a dull moment. And it's like, I, I just love them. And I, I love what we get to do. And and but yeah, man, social media kind of going back to the Diego thing is like, I just think we're in such a place of society where it's like, we're just so quick to marginalize and box people in and label them and be like this is what you are and that's it no i, I agree mm -hmm. i agree and it, it's like i think that i always have a reminder to myself of like remember that there's internet people and then who they actually are yeah. and both can be very separate things and that's so okay and just even like we all internet or no internet you have different sides of you you are the same person yeah hopefully you have like you know integrity yeah but like you're we're human beings there's multiple levels to who you are yeah and that who you open up to in certain ways is different than who you do with someone else you yeah. know what i mean like when you first meet someone typically you're not like oh this is my whole life right exactly but then when it comes to like the internet and looking at others it's like no that's who they are right but me yeah oh no i'm yeah. complex and i'm different that wasn't my intention but them yeah. That's who they are. And it's like, man, come on. It's 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 a tricky thing to navigate, but it's so real. Yeah. Now, I, had a, I had a separate question, though, is you're an interesting case where, I mean, I guess this is common enough, but you really are a manager from day one. Granted, there's bits of the story where you're like, oh, shit, yeah, I guess I'll go work over here. Or like, you know, kind of figuring it out, making it work. But I kind of did the manager game for a minute. And I liked it, but I did, it, it could just tell it like wasn't my thing. Like the mm. way you speak of it and the passion, like it, it wasn't it. But I always, with this podcast, I try to ask questions that would maybe help somebody that's interested in a field, right? That yeah. like, I, I really am about helping that next generation and everything and talking to that. Do you think that there was a moment where something clicked for you where you were like, oh, I, I really can live off of this or this can be real because you have to have so much blind faith in the beginning. Did you have a moment like getting on another flyer, getting a show or getting a tour 
where it was like, okay, like this is actually connecting because you kind of quit the Paramount job like pretty blind, right? 100% blind. I mean, from the beginning, like I actually have Mac yeah. Miller's like vulture wow. that was tattooed on his neck. I, I got this tattooed recently. I actually got it tattooed after we signed, after Chad signed with Epitaph. No way. Because when I was 19, we did that show. And that was the first time where everyone for like that first year of being a manager. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a manager. And it was like, ha ha, like, you know, there's Nico, the music yeah. manager. Like, yeah. what's up, bro? You know, and like people kind of cracking, like, not like not being mean, but it's like funny, you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah, who like else you, do we know that's doing it? Nobody. It's uh, Albuquerque, dude. You're young. Like, that's the thing is, I can feel that. I remember I like, I tried, you know, yeah. like I, it takes a lot. Like, sometimes you have to like try these things and find it. So I know that feeling of like knowing it in yourself before the world does. And so the Mac Miller thing was like seeing a line of 50 people taking a photo with yeah. Gata who opened that show. Yeah. Like afterwards, yeah. having people like from like on UNM campus who were because it's small. So it's like everyone went to the Mac Miller show. Mm -hmm. Also, he was young. So I had a hype man for him at the show. So I'm like, because it was like, I don't know, 5,000 people or something like uh -huh. that. You put a 16 year old in front of 5,000 hip hop fans. It, you know what I'm saying? So I just went on and and um, I hype man for him. Just hit his punchlines. Keep it. Keep the energy flowing. Yeah. So a lot of people thought like they I was like going around UNM and then they'd be like, oh, you were, you're like a rat. And I'm like, no, 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 no like no, don't no. get it twisted. <laughs> so that was like the, that's nobody you, can say anything to me. I've already seen the vision yep. and not nobody can say anything to me because I made it. No, but now like I had the vision and now I know I'm not crazy. Yeah. And I'm yeah. in. Wow. And so you then, got that early. You yeah, really did. You I really, really did, did. Out, of, out of the gate. Yeah. And just because like the, leaving paramount was a little bit of twofold like one just that you know when you're nowhere that, that that it's it it's just not my forever but two like and why i think music management has been what it's been in my life is i'm i'm called to people man i'm called to 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 be around people to speak with people to help people and music management is a lot more than this is the next song and this is the rollout and this yeah. is the social media and this is the deal and this is your lawyer and this is your agent and this is the merch. There is a level to this kind of even speaking like you're talking about to the younger generation where it's like, at least for me, yep. the only people I've ever managed, which are Gatto, mm -hmm. Chad Tepper, mm -hmm. and my boy Sudo, mm -hmm. I have such a strong personal relationship with them mm -hmm. outside of music that I'm like, I've told Chad this many times. I'm like, you can be the biggest star in the entire world. But if you're messed up in your finances, you're, you're a bad person, whatever it may be, like I failed. If you're depressed, if you've got like addictions, then I failed you. And it doesn't matter if there's all these plaques on the wall and driving all the cars and all the houses and all the success, I failed you. And that has always been it for me that's do i want powerful do i want these things of course i do this is the industry we're in of course i want chad to have generational wealth and you know plaques all over as well as the, 
I do want that for him. Yeah. But I don't want it for him more than I want him to be a great person. Well, dude, that's, it's crazy. Like just in you saying that, I think that differentiates your mentality of being a manager for many, because a lot of times I'll have a conversation or I'll hear a manager say something that's a little bit the opposite of that, where they're like, it's not my job to be their babysitter. It's not my job to like do this, this, and this. The business is good. Where it's like, yeah, I guess technically, like that is like if you were to say like the job description of a manager, but like the way you say that, I'm like, fuck, like you care. Like this is genuinely like your thing. Like we're like, it's more than a check. It's like purpose and passion. Yeah, I mean, I did it for like, I wouldn't say that there was any money that was made for 11 years from 19 to 30. Yeah. So people, parents, friends, whatever is like, what are you doing? Right. And that's, you know, of course I had Paramount and I've got Knox and and different things along the way to take care of myself and provide. Is Knox your agency? Yeah. Yeah. And I would be doing, I would be a music manager probably no matter what. Interesting. Just yeah. because I love it so much. I mm-hmm. love people and I love being able to help. A lot of artists, if they could do the management stuff, then they wouldn't need a manager. Right. So it's like we're here to help each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. And and that again is just such a big thing for me where it's like you have to, for me, genuinely care about what's going on and the people that I have met. Yeah. That are, you know, peers in the industry or even mentors and role models. It's like I see them do the same thing yeah like you just had travi on yeah we we had the honor and privilege Ch- travi shout out shout dude, out to you, Trav. oh my god get me started on my um, love for that dude we got to do a song with him chad has a feature with travi and that happened because travi is an angel but also because his manager hodge is, is an angel hodge dude. is the man hodge is the and, guy and like i you know we they're just such genuine people but the thing is if you watch hodge and travi they love each other that's man. it they're, yeah they're brothers They've they're been in it through it all they're in it yeah and it that to me was like even further confirmation of like yeah that that is if I was to tell you how to be a manager, that is the way. Yeah. Is yeah. to have that genuine care. Yeah. Because money's com- money comes and goes. Money is fleeting. You know right. what I mean? It's like at the end of the day, I just don't define success mm-hmm. as finances, status, awards, these yeah. things. Who cares, man? Yeah. yeah. Of course, like, am I sitting here saying you shouldn't want to have a number one song. No, what what are we talking about? Right. It's a great metric to success. I think money is a very good thing. It's like an afterthought. It's a thing that naturally comes when you put out a good product and you've done something well. So it's a very like gratifying and reaffirming reward when you're doing it right. But to flip that value and to only chase that and not to chase the integrity and the good work and making a meaningful product is backwards. Because when you do all of that, you're going to get the money. Yeah, I mean, well, money doesn't equal happiness. Facts. And I'd rather be happy than rich. Facts. Because I know a lot of rich people who aren't happy. Bro, and that's such a cliche, but like when you live it and when you've experienced it and like you see both sides, like my God. But I know a lot of happy people who aren't rich. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I want money and we're going to get it. That's for sure. But I want happiness. And I believe that um, happiness, when you really start to break down the, you know, psychology of somebody's brain is like, 
a happy person is a harder worker. A happy person usually yields more success. But success doesn't make someone happier. Success doesn't yield happiness. And if it does, it's for a moment. Right. But happiness can bring you to success because you're you're just functioning at a higher level. Yep. And, yep. you know, good things kind of come and good people kind of come more and more often because you're reflecting light yes. and and that unto the world. And so that's what's kind of brought back to you. And I just, I couldn't imagine living that life where it's like, yeah, we got money. We got money. But like, <laughs> I'm depressed. Yeah. And like, I don't like the people I'm around. Yeah. It's not for me. So real. I, I kind of had a moment of exactly what you're talking about where I did like a solo recap of this podcast not too long ago and I was thinking about it and I had done the podcast. I think I'm like, I hit three years and a little bit now and I thought that it would be like further along, right? I was joking to you like as I set up the studio. I was like, one day we're going to joke about me having the studio. Yeah. But I like, I've had the moments where I'm like, oh, like if it was all about money, you're allowed to quit now. Like it's mm. not like paying every bill. But I think about it and I'm like, this is the highlight of my day, the highlight of my week. Like I love having conversations like this. I love meeting people. And it's like, it's it's kind of easy to compare yourself or to think money is the metric. But then when I stop and check myself and when I did that recap episode, that was one of the things I shared. I was like all the things I've learned from doing a podcast. And it's like, do the shit that makes you happy and do it for the sake of the art of it and the sake of it. And like when I said that out loud and when I really reaffirmed that, I was like, oh yeah, I fucking love this. Like yeah, I'll do this forever. That's it. So like, yeah, I feel you. And that's, yeah. it's a great lesson. It's a great thing to talk about because it is unfortunate that in the day and age, I don't even know if it's the day and age, it's probably just forever that like yeah. it's so easy to compare uh, societal success to to like actual real success. Like, oh, status and wealth, that's success. Eh, is it? Well, then also like you've got your phone where you're just scrolling through and looking at everybody else's highlight reel and the beautiful thing is this topic is being spoken about more and more of like, totally. don't compare your every day to somebody's highlight reel. Totally. It's very hard not to. It's a lot easier said than done. But I also just feel like for me, like happiness comes from having security and like, I know who I am Ooh. and I'm, I'm good here. Yeah. And not to say I'm not reaching for higher, but I'm just saying, cause we will get there. And mm -hmm. I look at my life now and I'm like, I have the most amazing wife. I have my dream job. I live in my dream city. I have amazing mentors. And I couldn't ask for anything more yeah. from... And you work with some of your favorite people ever. Yeah, yeah. a kid from Albuquerque, New Mexico, who grew up with a, a single mom. And I went through a lot in, in high school and, and even college. I mean, I've lost a lot of people. And when I look back at everything, I'm like, yeah, I'm just happy. Yeah. And you know, whatever's in the bank isn't going to make me more or less happy. For me, like I told you, I'm a big faith guy. So like, I don't put my faith in a dollar. Right, right. The money will come. That's all good. But like my happiness is external of things that are fleeting. That's so beautiful. Something that I like to do with the podcast, though, is like I do want it to be a tool for the next generation. And I love having people like yourself that set that great example. And I can feel it that you love it, you know? But Thank you to, for that, by the way. Yes. That's a huge compliment. I received that, more, like, thank you. Dude, I received that. You're Let's welcome. Go. Yeah. But uh, like maybe to that young you and to somebody that, that feels that, has that inkling, that sees that thing, they see somebody else doing it and they get that permission. And then they're like, this is the beginning of my path. Maybe the lessons that you learned earlier, some of the things that really helped you along. Is there any bits, if anybody gravitates to your story, that you could share that would help them along that path. Yeah. 
first and foremost, you are what you say you are. And I am a living, breathing testimony, if you will, of that, where it's like, I said I was a music manager, even transparently when I didn't even know what that meant. Yeah. Fully. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm a music manager. Yes. And so I think there's such a, a great power of words, right? Yeah. Where it's like, speak what you see, thoughts become things. Yeah. I am this. Yeah. So start with that. Because if you're not convinced on it, nobody will be. Yes. How are you going to be a music manager? You don't even think you are. Yeah. Are you going to be the biggest artist in the world? You don't even think you are. Right. And you kind of have to say it out loud a little bit, huh? Like you kind of have to like practice it a you little bit. You have to bit, be like, sold yeah, on it. Yeah. Like to your core. Yeah. Where it's like, at the end of the day, I'm a music manager. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, or whatever. Whatever that be, thing is. Yeah. You know, insert blank. So first and foremost, what's your self-talk like? Get right with yourself. Make sure you understand. Yeah. And you're all in. Because once you are, and that's why, once you start there, yeah. then you start to take the steps to figure it out. So yeah. number one, a lot of people say, you know, study your craft. Yeah. I think I got a lot of this from when I was dan a dancer. Yeah. We would have rehearsal like crazy, but we would also have um, what my artistic director, who's a big brother and mentor for mine, or for me, for mine, his name's Trey Pickett. We would do um, visual training. Oh. mental training where we would literally watch videos of like some of the best dancers in the world. And he would be like, "I, you got to visualize this. And mm. so I think a lot of that self-talk and visualization of like, this is what I am. And it's like the wax on, wax off. Like, cool, I can do this in my sleep. I know it, I know yeah. it, I know it. So from there, you start training on the craft and thinking about it and consuming it and looking at the greats because success will always leave clues where it's like these people did it how did they do it success so I, will always leave clues that's go. bars <laughs> <laughs> let's go where it's like i see them i just got permission how yeah. did they do it yeah i need to follow a similar path okay well even better i see all these people doing it so for me it was like i looked at Scooter Braun. I looked mm -hmm. at Cortez Bryant because Lil Wayne at the time was my favorite rapper and yeah. probably still is. Yeah. Shout out Wayne. Yeah. So I'm like, I looked at, like I said, Cortez Bryant, Scooter Braun, Say It Ain't Tone. I'm looking at uh, Jamil. Mm. I'm looking at all of these different managers who had very successful and still have very successful careers. And I start just studying what it is that they did. Yeah. And from there, I'm, you kind of, Start replicating those steps. Okay, cool. Well, I saw that they really had their first big break at this local venue in Louisiana or wherever it was. Tight. Well, I need to go and find my local venues. So then I go and I start, which is kind of the next step, creating relationships and putting yourself out there because you don't ask, you don't eat. You yes, know what I mean? Dude. And I think there's a really big thing where we're afraid to put ourselves out there because there's pride and ego and what mm -hmm. if they shut me down for me i've always been in this place where i'm like if i ask you and you say no i'm literally in the exact same place i was yeah and if you don't like me because i asked you about things to help me pursue my dreams and goals um then i don't even want to be around you in the yeah, first place probably not the right yeah fit. that's a pretty easy way to be like well let's end this now yeah, a, that's not it like oh you're mad that i'm trying to and it's not like I'm asking for handouts. I'm just trying to connect and learn. And if yeah. that's something that you're not about, cool, then we're not about each other. Yeah. So creating the relationships. And when it gets to the relationships, investing in the relationships, not just 
for an agenda as to say like when i was talking about the bowling alley and the radio djs i just wanted to be around them in proximity have conversation if i could get a, a tidbit a little jewel of hope a little gem here and there great honestly the reason why andre brought me on tour because i asked him i was like well, you know midway through the tour i was like why'd you bring me because i didn't have necessarily a lot of experience yeah, you didn't have the doing that yeah. you know and he was like dude is because so many people hit me up and will hit me with the hey how are you next thing is a question and he was like you just would hit me up and say hey how are you and then that was it you right, know? right like you just genuinely wanted to know how i was doing and so i think like i said kind of breaking it down you are what you say you are so you you speak it mm-hmm. once you speak it then you go and you start to learn it and you study it mm-hmm. once you find out those those how the clues that will lead you to success they're going to come from relationships because every time you watch someone who wins a grammy or wins this or wins that they don't get up there and say i want to thank me <laughs> they get up there and they say, I want to thank this person, my AR, my agent, my mom, my blah, 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 everything. That's all those people were relationships. Yeah. So you go and you find relationships and then you invest in those relationships, not just for your gain. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's kind of like a really valuable last step Dude. of like, all right, if you do these things well, and you never, not to be cliche, and you never give up, but like literally, it is a grind. Yeah. There are those nights where it's like, should I do this? It's been 10 years. Am I, I can't believe I'm still doing this. Will it ever happen? Maybe I'm this, maybe I'm that, maybe I'm not this. Mm. And you kind of push through those fears and you, because you have great relationships, people to keep you accountable. You yeah. have great self talk. So you know that's just a, a, a moment, a weak yeah. moment. Yeah. And, and you know, what you're doing because you've studied it yeah that to me show me a person in any industry yeah who's doing those things well or consistently who isn't doing exactly what they want to do right and crushing it and that's like their success right because like then again if you're doing those things and doing those things well maybe you're not gonna fucking measure yourself against the richest person in the industry but i guarantee you that person's happy and that person's living a good life 100 percent. Yeah. And maybe they will become And rich. it will probably, yeah. yeah. I, that's actually funny because you're yeah. probably right. And yeah. it, it will be there, yeah. Someone who's killing their job yeah. and is happy, yeah, they're probably doing good too, yeah. financially. So, dude, that, that's, that's what I would say. That's really remarkable advice. And, and so much of that, like, as you were saying it, I'm sitting there and like sometimes, like as the host, I'm kind of just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I'll like want to add something. I'm, nope, they're killing it. They're killing it. Like that was, <laughs> that was like so good. I'm so Thank happy you. that that's there and recorded because like, that's gospel. Like that's something that's like useful. That's what I want out of the podcast because it's like sometimes in those weak moments or the uncertainty or sometimes you just need to hear it again. But like hearing so many other people, you know, doing the podcast for myself, being so many episodes in and then having a conversation like this, I'm like, he's so right. Like it's, that's it. And I, I never get tired of hearing that. And I really hope that that helps. I, I, young, me young me in that grind and uncertainty would have loved that. So thank you. Thank you, man. It's been seriously such a great journey and I'm thankful that we crossed paths and Dude. I hope whoever's listened to this gets something out of it as well. And yeah, I have a feeling this isn't the last time for us to connect. I have that yeah. feeling as well. Yeah. I, I very much have that feeling. What about uh, if somebody did listen to this and they really loved it, like 
should we shout out like your social? Like I always like to tell listeners to like yeah. send a guest like a DM and be like, hey, thank you or anything like if that. If you like, hit me up, I promise you I will respond. Sick. Especially if you're like, hey, I heard you on this podcast. Sick. Um, so my name is Nico Ivanov. Yeah. It's kind of, it's very Bulgarian, so kind of hard to spell, <laughs> but it's just Nico G. Ivanov across all socials if you type in nico g i will probably pop up sooner Sick. than later. i'll link it all in yeah. there too but cool thank you for that of course. i appreciate that thank you man